0: I tell you, little buddy, this whole island is bewitched. Just to cast away, island lost at sea, oh. Now I'm stranded on my own.
1: Stranded far from home. But come
0: on. You remember, we were shipwrecked together. Stranded out so far from home. Welcome to this bonus episode of Sound Opinions. I'm Jim DeRogatis. My co-host is Greg Cott. And if you want to be the first to hear these bonus podcasts, become a Sound Opinions member on Patreon, like Theo Polly, We so appreciate your support. Theo, uh, in these days of dwindling advertising, it is the listeners of this show that keep it coming to you week after week. As you know, Greg and I have so much music we are eager to talk about on any given day that uh, we're never at a loss. That's why we have these bonus podcasts. We add a track to the Desert Island Jukebox and play you a song that on this day and time we can't live without. Greg, can you give us a little hint? Yes, Jim. I, uh, I'm going
1: to play a song that was a huge R&B hit in two very different versions. One version does not sound anything at all like the uh, initial one, and
0: its uh, they were both great. All right. We'll find out what that is in just a minute And we are back. It's time to hear this uh, R&B track that Greg was teasing us with. Yeah, Jim, we, uh, you and
1: I did a, uh, an event uh, actually the other night celebrating this book, The Two Lives of Sarah by Catherine Adele West, uh, mm. where she talks about a woman's life in Memphis in the early 60s. And the radio is her constant companion playing songs. And the music is integral to the book's evolution. The, the, the characters, the plot the music is sort of like a soundtrack in your head, and she oh, actually it piles is. a playlist, I think, of, yeah. of the songs that are in the record, which is uh, which is amazing. Highly recommend the book, The Two Lives of Sarah, Catherine Adele West, and I highly recommend the soundtrack. She drew me back to a One Mint Julep, a track that I've always loved in the incarnation by Ray Charles, which which she plays, it reminded me that the song had an earlier incarnation with a doo group called the Clovers. Mm. The song was initially recorded in 1952 by this duop group, and it was really a foundational element in the evolution of Atlantic Records, which became the premier R&B soul label of the 50s and into the 60s. I mean, uh, you know, there wouldn't be soul music as we know it uh, without Atlantic's uh, contributions. And the Clovers, were a key element in that. What you hear in their version of the song is, doo-wop used to be sort of sent- sentimental, romantic music. It was mm-hmm. very much ballad-oriented, and suddenly these guys are picking up the tempo. There's a groove to it, there's a rhythm to it, and the ri- lyrics are, uh, shall we say, a little bit risque. <laughs> one mint julep, and uh, this guy ends up having six kids, all because of one mint julep. That's
0: basically One, what one is. drink. <laughs>
1: One drink leads to a life of naughtiness, right? See, uh, that's it's essentially
0: I, the, the the theme of the song. I thought I thought it was that every time he dared drink the demon alcohol, he wound up with another kid. Well,
1: and he kept blaming he kept blaming the one man julep. Of course, there was probably more than one uh, involved, you know. But uh, the point being that this was about drinking and, and having fun and maybe getting out of hand. And the next thing you know, you're you've got adult responsibilities mm. that you really don't know how to handle. And the guy's regretting it. Uh, The track was written by a guy named Rudolph Toombs. He he was an artist in his own right, but the songwriting was where it really comes to light in terms of his talent. He was uh, one of Ruth Brown's primary songwriters. Ruth Brown had a ton of hits in the '50s, and he also wrote "One Mint Julep" for the Clovers, and the Clovers had a breakthrough hit with it in
0: 1952. Mm.
1: Ray Charles loved the song. He was on it. He was signed to Atlantic Records the year after this song was a hit, and uh, you know Ray basically took gospel, secularized it. They started calling it soul music. Thanks to Ray Charles' remarkable voice, piano playing, songwriting. He was just a genius on, on all levels. In 1961, he uh, once again proved his genius by inventing the jazz soul genre. Uh, he was extremely influential on jazz musicians in the 50s and into the 60s where they started incorporating the jazz world, began incorporating soul grooves into their music because mm-hmm. of what Ray was doing with R&B at the time, and in '61 he recorded the album Genius Plus Soul Equals Jazz. He basically laid it all out. You know, we can do this. We're merging these art forms just the way I merged gospel with R&B mm-hmm. to create soul. Uh, you know, let's let's do it the same thing with jazz and soul. You know, we've got we've got something here. There's something cool about it. So he hires. Count Basie's <laughs> band, basically, <laughs> to back him up on this record, and he's playing Hammond organ for the first time in mm. a recording. So he's innovating all over the place. He loved the Clovers' song, but he turns it into an instrumental jam. It becomes it just yeah. grooves, and there's no lyrics. There's you know, they dispense with the Clovers' lyrics, but he just loved the groove of that Clovers' record, and uh, now he's channeling it. So we've got two versions of the song, both equally great. One by the Clovers and one by Ray Charles, one mint jewel. That's a twofer of uh, bonus uh, podcast uh, yeah. DIJ. So, I, you know, you need two
0: quarters, you know, a and two, two quarters qu- one. <laughs> Give us 50 cents, please, on Patreon. We appreciate it. Good choice, Greg, and a, and a fascinating story. Sound Opinions, as always, is produced by Alex Claiborne, Andrew Gill, our associate producer, Sol Delgadillo, and our Columbia College intern, Max Hatlam. Social media is handled by Katie Cott.